This is the Alpaca Podcast for all things alpaca. If you're an owner, a soon-to-be owner, a want-to-be owner, or are just alpaca mad or love the fleece, welcome to the Alpaca Tribe. I'm Steve Hetherington. Hi, Steve here, and welcome to the Alpaca Tribe, the podcast for alpaca people. So glad you're here. So grab a cup of tea or whatever you like most to drink and pull up a chair. Of course, you may be driving at the moment, so that's not going to work. Or you could be walking the dog or pounding the treadmill down at the gym. There are so many possibilities with podcast listening. You could be almost anywhere doing almost anything. Drop me a line and let me know where your favourite place is for listening to the Alpaca Tribe podcast. Send an email to steve at alpacatribe.com or by using speakpipe.com forward slash alpacatribe and send me a voicemail. I often listen to podcasts when doing the alpaca feeding round. It's amazing what you can learn, but it's more of a challenge to take notes of the good bits when you're out in the fields. Here on the Alpaca Tribe podcast, I include show notes for each episode to provide what I hope are useful links, background information, and where it seems appropriate, some key takeaways. I recently had some feedback which raised a couple of issues I'd like to talk about today. The first question was from Munin from Oregon in the United States. He has a dream to raise alpacas and wanted to know how many do you need to make keeping them financially viable? So quick shout out to Munin as he's out on the road driving his truck. Go safe, my friend. It's kind of a difficult question to answer, and certainly there are no simple answers that work out of the box for everyone. Purchasing the animals initially can be expensive, depending on the quality and quantity. So let's back up again slightly and consider why are we planning to keep them? Sales of animals, a breeding herd then you're going to need sufficient females to produce sufficient career, generally to be sold in small groups of at least three, unless the buyer is already an owner with alpacas and is adding to their herd. As a back-of-an-envelope calculation, if you have 20 breeding females, say, on average producing equal numbers of males and female career, you could have around 10 male career or three groups of three males to sell each year and the same number of females. What's the going rate in your area for pet males? I know it depends on quality of the fleece and quality of the animal, but you could end up with only a few thousand dollars or pounds. Something like 10,000 for the 10 females. You've then got to take into account the feed, vet bills, maintenance of fences, paddocks, vehicles, etc. and transport. So it could be something like 500 pounds a month for food and vets over the whole year for a large number of animals. This swallows up about half of your potential income, just like that. Then you've got registration, you've got transport, you've got equipment maintenance, shearing to also build into the costs. So what else can you do in terms of generating income? Well, there's the fleece. You can sell it raw up to a point. That's not going to be that valuable, but if it's going to be spun and then knitted and then crocheted, you can sell those items and you gain more money, but there's usually more cost involved in getting to those stages. You could provide alpaca services. You could provide alpaca training, potential for new owners. You could provide shearing for other owners. You could sell composted alpaca dung, well, 
okay, they do produce it all the time, but you're going to have to sell an awful lot to generate enough income just from that. You can sell alpaca experiences, farm visits, uh, trekking with alpacas, etc., tapping into the tourism side of things. Specifically relating to fleece, it's a question of the scale and the costs of production. The good news is it doesn't have to be prohibitively expensive to start keeping alpacas if you don't want to go for top quality animals and also only plan to keep them as pets. The bad news, it does take a high level of investment to jumpstart keeping alpacas with a lot of top quality animals and your herd and your herd is going to need to be of sufficient size for the kind of income you're looking to generate. Like most business activities, some struggle to make a living, quite a few in the middle can do okay, and a few make a good income out of all the activity. It probably needs both scale and diversification, that spread of different income streams. Now, none of that sounds terribly encouraging, does it? There are ways of making money from keeping alpacas. Joe Phelan of K2 Alpacas talked with us about that last year. Do you remember? He was in episode 42 and 43, where he was talking about his business and how it developed. Joe identified about 50 potential income streams. How many can you find? I think there are a couple of things to take away from this. Number one, setting up an alpaca business needs plenty of thought and planning. And secondly, it may not bring you quick returns as you build the herd to the scale you need and balance the costs against income. Potentially, it works best alongside other business activity or another source of income. It's a difficult balance. Similar principles apply to fleece-focused businesses. Scale is going to be important, and the more direct input you can put into creating the end products, the higher the return. For example, if you can shear yourself, spin yourself, knit yourself, then you can make a lot more money than if you have to get it processed for you. If you want to generate some income to offset costs, it's different to building a business that is going to be your sole means of earning a living. Here's a thought. Grab yourself a sheet of paper, assuming you're not driving or down the gym listening to this. Draw a line down the centre and on one side make yourself a list of expenses and on the other of income. Try and get some estimates of those things, total them up and see how things look and what the gap is. You're working on best estimates. It's not an accurate thing, but it will give you an idea of just what's involved. Now, is there anything obvious you can do to increase the income levels or reduce the expenditure. When you look through it all, you need to be clear that it stacks up as workable for you in your situation. This is going to be different for everybody. I know we're just scratching the surface, but hopefully it helps you get your thinking in the right kind of space. There are other more experienced breeders out there who, while they wouldn't want to give away their secrets will be happy to try and explain to you the possibilities and ways that you could develop an alpaca business. The other question someone raised with me was about selling your first alpacas. That sense of not wanting to part with them, of hoping that the new owners will look after them properly. How do you find a good home for your alpacas? This is a challenge I think most of us face. If you are breeding and producing cria, you can't just keep absorbing them into your herd. Some may be appropriate to hold on to, for example, 
adding quality females into your herd to increase your quality and potential productivity year by year. There may also be some with a health condition, such as some limb deformity or a skin condition, maybe deafness. Ensuring that they are removed from inappropriate breeding makes sense, and passing a problem on to someone else would not be my first choice. However, to the right person who understood the issues and was able to provide the appropriate level of care and input, this could be a good option. Each animal needs to be considered independently. For general sales, it's important that you feel satisfied the potential buyer is clear about the way to care for alpacas, has sufficient space and will take the appropriate care of them. However, there are no guarantees. And if things feel rushed, then I would aim to slow them down, slow the process down, to be satisfied. Genuine owners want to do the right thing and to continue learning and growing in their experience. Matching alpacas and new owners can be difficult, but given the fact that they can live for 15 to 20 years easily and often up to 25, then this is important to get right. Visiting the new farm is a good policy. Advice can be given on layout and handling, etc. Providing training in basic husbandry will give confidence to both you and the new owner. If you are really in doubt, then it is in your prerogative to say no and cancel the sale. If you're going to do this, you should do it as early as possible and explain simply and straightforwardly. Generally, this is not a problem, but is certainly something to be aware of. Do the groundwork before agreeing to sell. We aren't just selling boxes off a shelf. But equally, if this is part of our business, we have to get better at it. Thanks for being here and for being part of the alpaca journey. Hope to see you again soon. Go spend some time with an alpaca. This is the Alpaca Tribe, and I'm Steve Hetherington. Have a great day.